This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, Home, Part 2, The Danger of Leaving Home. The attractions of this world will never prepare you for the pain of living a life of sin. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. I'm still excited, even though we are in turbulent times I'm still excited about what God's doing and how lives are being changed and impacted. I'm so grateful that people are are getting saved and accepting the Lord Jesus in their life from all over the country during during our broadcast, and I'm grateful. I'm so thankful for all of you. I am in the middle of, uh, I started a series last Sunday that we called Home, and I'm going to continue on with part two today about home. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness to us, your mercies. I'm grateful for every person, God, that's on this broadcast, the lives that are going to be impacted and changed. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you bless our time today in the word. Speak to us, almighty God. Allow us to hear your heart and allow us, Heavenly Father, to be submitted to your will. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you would anoint this word for your glory, for the sake of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Yes, I'm in this home series, and uh, I want to take a few moments today and talk to you from a very familiar passage in Scripture. It is from Luke chapter 15. It is going to be part two of this series about home, and I want to talk about the danger of leaving home, the danger of leaving home. And it's the story about the prodigal son. He tells a parable about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep, but he lost one. And he left the 99 to go and find the one. He also talks about a woman that lost a coin in her house. And she swept the house diligently until she found that lost coin. Then he closes Luke 15 with a story. He closes with the third parable about the lost son, the prodigal son we've called him over time in history. It is a story about a father who had two sons. And one of the sons came to the father and said he wanted the portion of his inheritance that belongs to him, that falls to him, he says. And the father gives him this, uh, his inheritance. And the, the parable goes on and says he left his home and went out into the world and wasted his inheritance on riotous living, loose living, And then finally, one day, after he had lost everything that he had, decides to come back home. And when he comes back home, his father greets him and welcomes him and loves him. And in fact, his father throws a party and celebrates. That's why I want to talk about the danger of leaving home. I want to talk about this prodigal son. I want to communicate a message to somebody who's like this prodigal son. Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 11. Allow me to walk through this story with you for just a few moments. Verse 11 says, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. I'm I'm shocked that this, this father has given something to the son that he had not really earned. The inheritance wasn't due to him until his father died. 
But while his father was still living, he wanted the portion that would fall to him. Isn't that like our God? Hasn't God given you some things that you don't deserve, that you didn't earn, that it's not really time for you to get yet? But yet he gave it to this. He gave it to his son. I'm a little shocked and surprised that this son has an attitude as he goes to his father and says, give to me the portion that falls to me. That's arrogant. And how many children today have a level of arrogance as though their parents owe them something? That was the attitude of this young man. Give me the portion that belongs to me. I think it would have been better if he said, may I have. May is always a good word. Can I have? Will you allow me? But no, no, no. His attitude was, give me the portion that will fall to me. And the father gave it to him. Unfortunately, something led this young man to a place of dissatisfaction. Something led him to not want to be home anymore. I want the young people to understand and know that what happens in our lives very often is the devil creates a level of dissatisfaction. Something's not making you happy. Something is leading you to leave your home before time, before it's really, you're really ready to go out there. And the text says his father gave it to him. And verse 13 says, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. Not many days after he got his inheritance. Somehow or another, he probably thought his inheritance was going to last a lifetime that was going to take care of him, that he could, I guess, live on it for the rest of his life. And he said he gathered it all together and journeyed to a far country. He wanted to get away, far away from his home. That's what I want. I want, to, I want to challenge you today. Some of you today are trying to get away from home and it's dangerous for you to leave home before time and before you're ready and before you're prepared and before you are mature enough to handle it. This young man left home and he wasn't quite ready. The scripture says he journeyed to a far country. He decided to get far away from where he was developed, far away from where he would receive unconditional love, far away from safety and appropriate guidance, far away from accountability and responsibility. Perhaps it was the responsibility and the accountability that he didn't want. He didn't want to have to answer to his father. He didn't want to have to get up and do what his father expected or required of him to do. We have a generation of people today that are running far away. This young man left his home and went to a far country. And then the scripture says he wasted his possessions with prodigal living, loose living. He wasted his money and and just lived anyway and spent it on everything he could. It's tragic. It's sad that the attraction of the world never tells you the consequences or makes you understand the pain of walking and going and living that kind of life. He wasted his money. He wasted his inheritance. Sin always looks good. It always looks attractive. It always beckons you to come, but it never shows you the consequences of going down that road. It never tells you and lets you see the picture of what's on the other side of fun. 
and what's on the other side of sin. I believe I could probably call a lot of people out who could tell us today that on the other side of fun and sin, the other side of being rebellious is frustration and defeat and anger and pain and, and sadness. And as a matter of fact, that's where this young man found himself. Because verse 14 says, but when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land and he began to be in want. This young man found himself in a position that not only had he spent all of his resources and all of his money, he also faced a place where there was famine, a shortage, where he couldn't even find a job. He couldn't get a bank loan. Matter of fact, it even says that he couldn't even get some of his friends to help him later on in the passage. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. He began to be in want. He needed help, but couldn't get it. As a matter of fact, everybody at some point in your life is going to face want. It's a part of living. It's a part of life that you're going to come to a place or a season of time when you're going to need something beyond what you have available to yourself. As a matter of fact, I believe a lot of people who are saved and have accepted Jesus got there because they got to a place of want. And they came to realize sometimes you, you think you need something and you want something and you think people are going to help you get it, but they're not there to help you. But I'm here to tell you today, you're going to face a season and a time of want. Some of you may be there already and you discovered that your friends can't give it to you, your girlfriend can't give it to you, your boyfriend can't give it to you, your job, your career, your education can't give it to you. You are in a place of want. And that's where this man found himself, in a posture and in a place of want. And then verse number 15 says, he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He didn't have no job, so he had a partner, a friend that he joined himself to who said, go down and feed my pigs. That's the job he had. It was a job beneath him. It was a job well below what God and who God had created him to be. How many of you are living your life below what God designed and how God designed for you to live? Here he was feeding slop to the pigs. He was feeding the pigs. And the scripture says in verse 16, and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. He began to eat the same food that the pigs eat. He began to feed the same, from the same food that the pigs ate. I need to tell somebody here today, God has so much more for you. There's a bigger life, a bigger story. God doesn't want you to live your life and somehow get satisfied from what pigs are eating or from what anybody lower than what God created you to do or to become satisfied with. And that's what the scripture says. Nobody would help him, so he had to eat what the pigs ate. That's tragic. That's a dangerous and unhealthy position to be in, to be living your life with the pigs. How many of you are finding satisfaction in your life? Or even you're not satisfied, but you're hanging out with pigs. 
We can spend some time talking about the low life of pigs. When you realize you're living beneath your destiny, verse number 17 says something happened to him. He came to himself. But when he came to himself, I'm telling you, when you fall low, you'll come to yourself. God will wake you up. When you come to yourself, God will awaken you. He, he woke up. He got woke. He, 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 he came to himself and said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And here I am perishing with hunger is what verse number 17 says. This is a turning point in his life. He came to a place where he had no one else to turn to and nobody was helping him, but he came to himself. He began to think, my daddy, my father has servants who are living better than me. I want to tell somebody here today, your father, your heavenly father, I don't care how your earthly father's treated you, but your heavenly father has so much more in store for you. He has so much bigger destiny for you. I'm trying to preach to somebody here today, don't be satisfied or happy with living the low life. God has a destiny. God has created a great thing for you. A great destiny for you. Don't be satisfied living with the pigs. He came to himself. He woke up and he said to himself, I will arise, verse 18, and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Oh, I like this part of the verse right here. He could have stayed in the pig pen. He could have stayed with a low life job. He could have stayed living beneath the essence of how and why God created him. I'm trying to preach to somebody here today. Don't be satisfied by living beneath what God created and how God created you to live. You have a purpose and an assignment and a gift and a destiny. Don't be satisfied with the low life. Don't be happy there. Come up out of that pig pen. Come up out of those drugs. Come up out of that immorality. Come up out of that uh, depression lifestyle. Come up out of there drinking and smoking and partying and clubbing. Come up out of there. Don't be satisfied there. There's a greater life and destiny for you. He came to himself and said, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go back home because my father has men working for him who are living better than me, and he decided to go home. What I also love about the fact is not only did he, not only did he go home, he had a key, he had several key components in going home. He believed, he had the faith to believe that if I go home, my father will give me a job. You got to have faith that we serve a God that when you come back home to him, when you come to him, he will take you back. He had the faith to believe that. He wouldn't have traveled all the way from where he was to get back home if he thought his father wouldn't take him. But I'm here to tell you, our heavenly father will take you back. He'll take you back. And he's waiting for you with his arms stretched out wide. This young man made a decision to go home. He not only had an attitude of faith that his father would bring him home, he also came back home with a heart of repentance. He said, I'm not worthy to be your son if you just give me a job. 
He had a mentality and a mindset and a heart to say, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve for my father to take me in. I'm going to throw myself at the, at, the, at the altar of mercy of my father. And I'm here to tell you that when you come back to God, if you have uh, uh, the faith to believe that he'll take you back, and he will, and if you have a heart of repentance, if you say, you know, I haven't earned this. I don't deserve it. I'm going to come back home repentful, full of repentance, and a heart and a mind to do my life differently and cry out to my father. And that's, in fact, what he did. And as a matter of fact, this is a great decision. And it's a decision that you ought to make. It's a cry that God is calling for you to determine. You got to make the determination to say, I'm going to go back home. Matter of fact, you should, have nef- you should have never left home in the first place. You should have never made the choice or decision to leave the home of the kingdom of God. Some of you are here today and you were raised in church. Some of you are watching this broadcast today and you were in church, but the devil has convinced you to leave. And you've walked away. Somebody hurt you. Somebody pained you. Somebody talked about you. And for all the wrong reasons, you left But I'm here to tell you that God will take you back. What I love about this story is that the scripture says in verse 20, let me read verse 20. It says, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him. Oh, that's, oh man, I I feel like shouting on that point right there. His father saw him. And, And I'm here to tell you today, even while you are still a far way off, our father will see you. If you make make one step toward God, he'll see you making that one step. You make one move toward God. You make one move toward God. While you're still a far way off, our God will see you. You make one effort to go to church. You make one effort to pray. You make one effort to get in the word. You make one effort to connect with somebody that you know can get you in contact with God. You make one move and God will see you. Our Father will see you. While he was still a far way off, his father saw him. And not only did his father see him, it says right here in verse 20, and had compassion. And had compassion. That's what I love about God. He has compassion on us. You should have been dead. You should have lost your life. You probably should be in hell. But God had compassion. Isn't that great? You didn't deserve it, but God gave you mercy and compassion and gave you another chance and another opportunity. That's what's great about the God we serve. He's a God that will give you another chance. As a matter of fact, the the scripture says that he had compassion on him and ran on his neck and kissed him. The father ran back, ran to him. As a matter of fact, He didn't wait for the son to come all the way to him. He went to the son. And I'm here to tell you today, God is coming to you. Somehow you're viewing this. You're watching this program. Somehow or another, God is coming toward you. He's arranged it because he's reaching out to you. I'm preaching to somebody here today whose heart has drifted away from God. And if you point your heart in the direction toward God, he will come to you. 
He will have compassion on you. He will run toward you and, and fall on you and kiss you. As a matter of fact, the fact that he woke you up this morning is a sign that he's having compassion on you. That he's kissing you. He, 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 he gave you another chance, another day. You should have been dead. You should be going to hell. But he gave you another day. He gave you another opportunity to come and get right with him. And I want to say to you today, this is the time and the moment and the opportunity for you to get right with him. His, his, his father uh, had mercy and compassion and he came to him and his father saw his repentance and his father recognized his status of how messy and dirty and smelly he had been with the pigs. God sees that about you. He sees your mess. You might dress it up. You might clean. You might try to clean it up. But he sees how jacked up and messed up you are, how lost you are. But he loves you. And he's opened up the opportunity for you to come home. My appeal to you today is come home. This series is about home. Come home. You've left your family. Go home. You've left your marriage. Go home. You've left your parents, go home. You've left God, you've left the Lord Jesus. You have forgotten about the fact that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again, did something that nobody else has ever done. He conquered death and you walked away from him. Go home. We can help you get home. You made the mistake of leaving home. You, it's a dangerous thing to leave home. You did it. You made the mistake. But guess what? God will give you the chance to come home. Somewhere on your screen is a phone number, an email, and even or even a commit button. And I want to appeal to you today to come on home. I believe some of what this nation might be going through is God trying to get, I know this nation, to go home. We, we have depended and leaned on our own wisdom and we've rejected God's principles. Perhaps he's trying to tell us as a nation, come home. This nation was founded on biblical principles, but I feel that God might be trying to tell the nation, come home. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. The Lord does not want you to be satisfied with living beneath your destiny. Your Heavenly Father has much more in store for you. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.